Hey, podcast family. Welcome to Motherhood in Black and White. My name is Kanji. I'm Tara. And this week, we're going to talk a little bit about whether mothers who work outside of the home can really have it all. Why or why not? You know, Tara, last week I was reading an editorial written by the former editor-in-chief of Working Moms magazine. And in this editorial, this mother who is a working mom and was talking about the stress and some of the things that she encountered during the pandemic, she said that she couldn't hack working motherhood. How'd that make you feel? What did you think? I mean, it's wild that she was editing a magazine entitled Working Mother and straight up was like, uh, I can't do this. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I feel like that sometimes. I don't know if you do, but I mean, I have my moments where I'm like, I know this is what is meant for me because I do enjoy my job. And I, of course, I love being a mother. But I mean, I do, you know, every now and again, when it's really bad, you get off in these little trips in my head where I'm like, God, wouldn't it be like if I could just you know, just be one or the other. Yeah. Mm. Uh, You know, when I was reading it, I was thinking like, oh my gosh, I feel so seen Mm. because there are times when I feel like I can't hack it, Mm. but I also don't have the luxury of making it an option. Agreed. You know, it's like in our family and in my situation, it's not a choice whether or not I work. Right. First, like you said, Tara, I love working. Mm. I enjoy it. I love how it makes me feel. I love the job I'm doing. I love the company I work for, but also we don't have the luxury financially for me not to work. Right, same. Yes, so that's kind of been my reality. And talking to you over the years, also another woman that works outside the home and other women in my network and circle and friends, it's like none of us are alone. It's hard. Mm -hmm. It really is hard. So if you are a woman who works outside the home, no matter how many kids you have, what their ages are, we all recognize that it can be a little bit hard and challenging. And what do we do when that happens? Well, Tara and I don't know. (laughs) That's right. We bring in an expert. We bring in an expert. (laughs) And so that's what we're doing this episode. That's right. Listen, there are many things I can do. And one of the things I do best, outsourcing. (laughs) I kind of outsource my life. Research. Yes. That's right. It's like, (laughs) ask someone else. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, my husband's like, can you ask somebody else to come and cook? Okay, so... True story. Okay. And you know, I'm going to digress like I always do. My favorite. When we moved into our house, we actually did not utilize the formal dining room. We turned it into like a sitting area with a old school record player mm-hmm. and a bar. And it was just that. So people came over to our house and they would walk in and they would say, um, where do y'all eat? <laughs> and I look back and said, we eat at restaurants. <laughs> like, listen, there are people who are professionals Mm -hmm. and who cook the style of food that I like and the type of food that I like and do it well, why am I going to try to like make pai thai rice? Right. The perfect meals are out there, folks, (laughs) with little to no work. But that was before, I think, the advent of like Fresh Direct. Is it Fresh Direct or Fresh Meals or HelloFresh? HelloFresh. There's a a couple options, but yes, HelloFresh. And other options out there. Listen, we're not getting paid to promote any of these, so I'm going to (laughs) stop putting names on any brand There are meal delivery services. Exactly. We're just going to say meal delivery services because nobody's paying us sponsorship dollars. (laughs) We're just here for you, podcast family, and for us to spend time with one one another to talk about our motherhood experiences and to realize that none of us are in this alone. And again, when we need help, we call in the experts and today we are calling in Whitney. Yes, we have Whitney Hawthorne joining us today from the Savvy Working Mom. I'm just going to say she wears a lot of hats. She's got a lot of titles and I'm not going to do it any justice. It's going to be so much better if you hear it straight from her. We're so glad she's with us today. 
So Whitney, welcome to the conversation. How are you, my friend? I am wonderful. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. We have been looking forward so anxiously to this conversation for several months, and so has our podcast family. So Whitney, would you please just tell us a little bit about yourself and your motherhood journey? Sure. So I'm Whitney. I live in Salt Lake City, Utah, which I know sounds crazy to anyone who's known me previously. I could have never imagined myself living here, but yet here we are. We've been here for about a year. We relocated, we being myself, my husband, our two sons, and a dog. So at the time, it was, you know, a man, a wife, a six month old, and an, I guess two and a few months old baby and a dog got on a plane and headed to Salt Lake City from Brooklyn. Wow. Mm, that yeah. sounds like the beginning of a television show. 100%. <laughs> it's definitely something. And there has definitely been some comedy and some drama along the way in this last year. But we live here in Salt Lake. I run uh, customer support for a Fortune 500. So I've got a few thousand people reporting into me. In addition to being the mom and the wife and the executive corporate officer, I also run a company called The Savvy Working Mom, which is really born out of some of the experiences I had when I had my first son, who's now at this time three. And those experiences, going back to corporate, being a woman who not only needed to work, but also wanted to work and in a supportive environment where I had a supportive boss, my team was supportive, and my husband is a true partner and extremely supportive, it was still really, really hard. And I was like, why is this so hard? And what is wrong with me? And why are all the things that work for me before not working now? And I just really started feeling like a failure, extremely overwhelmed. And when I started talking to other women about it, other mothers about it, realized that there was actually nothing wrong with me. And it just actually really is hard to be a mom and to work. Yeah, definitely. So let's let's step back and, and dive in a little bit. How long were you in the workforce before you had children? Oh, girl, I have worked my whole life. I was that kid <laughs> at nine years old, selling something, making the yard sell, doing those. I don't know if where you're from, but where I was from, they had these little books that you could like sell Christmas cards and Easter cards. So I'd sell that to everybody in my church. Like, hey, don't you need some Easter cards? And you could turn <laughs> it in for a little bit of cash or a prize. I got a gumball machine that way. It was okay. very awesome. Nice. So I have been selling things or working since I was young, definitely way before, you know, I guess legal working age. And I got my first job when I was 15, 14 or 15. Yeah, I think Kanji and I can both relate to that sort of scenario. <laughs> yeah, the good thing about this conversation is we are three working mothers yes. who have been kind of working hard because everything we have, we've earned. That's correct. <laughs> yes. yes. You hear about people who've been given all of these things and I was like, well, whose life is that? <laughs> and how can I apply? That's right. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I'll take that. So Whitney, when you, um, you know, obviously got married, you decided you want to have kids. Did you always know you were going to be a working mom? It sounds like that was always the plan for you. Yeah, that was always a plan for me. As my husband and I relationship progressed, I became the breadwinner. Like I started earning significantly more than him and I do like to work. And so the lifestyle that my job was able to afford and the fact that I like to work and I have this career ambition really signified to me that after having kids, like being a stay-at-home mom wasn't going to be the thing. Going back to work was going to be the thing. And so being a woman who works in and also mom has kind of always been in the cards, I guess. I think also like I grew up in a single family household and so supported by my mom, my grandma, and a bunch of aunts yeah. who all also worked. I never 
thought of being able to do anything else because I really never knew that was an option. Now, even if it was an option, I know it's something that wouldn't work well for me. I can understand that. So you said that, you know, you had your first kid and you were in the workforce and you realized it was just a completely different scenario for you is is really hard. And I know Kanji and I have talked about this a lot. It is so difficult. How did you sort of find your way back to a place where you felt good about how things were balanced? I got really clear. And I think clarity is the key. I got really clear on what mattered and then on what actions I needed to take. So before having a kid, what worked for me was really honestly putting in more hours than anybody else. Mm. Working longer, working harder, showing up ahead of everybody else. That's what worked for me. And that didn't work so much for me after having a kid. To be real, like I'm a black woman. I'm a black woman. I'm fairly senior, have been senior in corporate America for a long time. And oftentimes I go in the room and I'm the only person that looks like me. And oftentimes I go in a room and it's clear that I'm the only person who looks like me who's ever been in that room. (laughs) So it's, you know, there's all of that to deal with. And a lot of that signified to me, hey, you have to work harder. Yeah, You have to show up and you have to really do more than others just to be perceived as an equal. And that's what I was doing before I had a kid. And it definitely set a foundation where after having my son, I realized, hey, if I'm going to keep doing this and keep growing my career, which I have that aspiration and that ambition, I need to do it different. And that meant getting first super, super clear on what I wanted out of my career and not what I thought others might want for me and not letting others create my path, but getting really, really clear so I could create my own path. And then taking some real specific actions to move my career forward. Right. And some of those specific actions were making sure that I had table pounders, right? People who would be in the room that I'm not in, the room where it happens, making those decisions about my career and would pound the table for me. It also meant making sure that I knew what my boss's problems were and being able to solve them for him so that he would be a table pounder for me or at the very least not stop a opportunity for occurring for me. Listening to you share your story is like hearing my own voice resonated back, mm-hmm. but much more mellifluously, right? Like you just have this wonderful lilt in your voice that I wish I had. But same thing, like I'm a child of a single mother. It never occurred to me, A, that I couldn't work, B, that I wouldn't work. And actually, I really enjoy it. But also knowing that I felt I always had to be twice as good to receive half as much in the workforce, right? Yes. Um. So... All of that changed for me when I had my son 12 years ago and I wasn't able to put in those hours and I wasn't able to be fully present because I had a little human that relied on me. So tell me and Tara a little bit about kind of like the shift that happened with you and how that happened and how that ultimately led to the creation of Savvy Working Mom. Yeah. So the shift, what happened for me was I realized, like we just talked about, I I not only did I have to work, but I wanted to work. But like, I don't want to show up and just punch, you know, punch a time card or push a button. That is a miserable existence for me. I really need my brain to be challenged. I really need to feel like I'm adding value or I would rather kind of go figure something else out. And two things happened with that. One was (laughs) that safety net of like, if you're an adult by yourself, single in the world or with a partner, sometimes even easier with a partner, right? You can go, you can take those risks to be like, "Ah, I'm just going to stop doing this thing and (laughs) I'm going to go figure something else out. For me, once I had my son being the breadwinner for our family, being the one that provides insurance, being the one that 
you know, was making sure we could eat the things we want to eat, being the one who was really the determining factor of whether or not we have to look at the price in the grocery store, just put the thing in the cart and check out, that removed that safety net of like, hey, I can just go do anything I want and not have to push a button. Right. Mm -hmm. But knowing that pushing a button is something that I'm just not okay with, thought, God, I got to figure something else out because I don't want to push a button, but I also really, truly want to be with my baby Mm. and I want to be with my family. And so knowing that, I just thought about the idea of insanity. Like if you keep doing the same thing and getting the same result and you're upset, like that's the idea of insanity. Mm. I was like, I can't keep doing the same thing. I can't just keep working harder because literally it's not going to help me. And I have to figure out a different way so that I can grow my career, continue to challenge my brain, continue to feel like I'm adding significant value at work while I'm also able to be with my son because my priority shifted. Like I never had a priority like I did before becoming a mother, like (laughs) being a mom. It's a huge priority in my life. It's not the only one, but it's certainly the biggest. And, you know, before that outside of work priorities I had were like, oh, let me go work out. Let me be fit. Let me do these other things. I've always supported women in different ways. I used to own a gym, like doing all these other things were priorities, but not in the same way as being a mom was. And so I was like, okay, I have this really big priority. I don't have the safety net of being able to just to push a button. And it is my responsibility at this point to make sure we can live a lifestyle that we want to live. I got to figure it all out. Yeah, figuring it all out. Kanji and I talk about this all the time. How do we figure it all out? So we're glad you're here to be the expert in this conversation (laughs) today. So I love that story. So tell us how, I mean, you've got this big job, you've got two kids, obviously, you've got your partner and a dog, clearly. How do you start the savvy working mom? How do you come up with that idea and then start, you know, helping other women with this? This is one of those things where I think it's a bit of a blessing and a curse where I am never okay just being the only one. Right. And I started looking around and seeing other. I was, like I said, I've been in rooms where I'm the only one in the room. And a lot for the first part of my career, that was very much about me being a black woman in a room. Then I started looking around and realizing, hey, there are other women in the room, but they're not all moms. There aren't a lot of moms at the senior executive level. And also, there aren't a lot of moms who are happy. The women that I talked to were like really surviving rather than thriving. And I felt like I was getting to a place where I was thriving. And I was like, hey, we gotta, I got to do something about this. And so it became my passion to start to share, right? And that idea of passion of like you're willing to suffer for it, yeah. um, mm-hmm. it became my passion to make sure that I'm giving all that I can to see other women rise in the workplace and see other women thrive in the workplace. Because ultimately, I really do think the world will be better when we have more women as senior leaders. And we're not going to get there until we support mothers in the right way. Yeah. And so that's kind of where it came from. And a lot of people ask me, well, how do you do it? And like, when do you take a break and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, listen, first of all, I take a break because I prioritize sleep. <laughs> My kids are extremely important to me, but so is sleep. But the other thing is like, how do ultra marathoners run their ultra marathons? Yeah. Right. You make it work. And that is kind of the idea for me is like, this is my ultra marathon. And until I see more women in senior positions in corporations, I will just keep running. I will keep running and I'll take my breaks because rest and recovery is surely a part of, you know, becoming an ultra marathoner. And I will take my breaks and do what I need to do to revive myself. But it also fuels me so deeply. That 
resonates so deeply with Tara, our resident runner here. <laughs> She's like about to lace up her shoes and go for a run. I was going to ask. I'm like, oh, my God, are you an ultra marathoner? <laughs> no, 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 I don't run. No, 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 ma'am. That is not for me. Whitney, I'll be like, do you also have a crush on Zach Efron? <laughs> oh then you God. and Tara will be besties. <laughs> she, uh, yeah. she will not let that one go. Whitney. I'm not going to let I that go. I said it one time. <laughs> You've said it more than once. So, Whitney, I'm curious. Like, what are some of the challenges that some of the working moms that you you have coached and work with have identified and some of the strategies that you have shown to help them overcome some of these challenges. One of the most interesting ones for me is of challenges is not actually being clear on what they want. And look, clarity takes courage. You have to be very brave to shut out all the ideas around you, to shut out what you think your boss wants for you, what you want, what you think your mom wants for you, what your best friend might want for you, what your partner wants for you, to shut all that out and really say, okay, but here's what I want for me is really important and also kind of scary because sometimes those things that we want for ourselves, in fact, oftentimes the things that we want for ourselves either aren't aligned with what society says we should have or we don't have a clear path to getting them. And when you don't have a clear path to getting something, it can feel like, oh, well, it's never even possible. And it just doesn't make sense to even think about it, right? But that's what you have to do. Getting that clarity is extremely important because once you have clarity, you know the right actions to take to move you forward. And if you don't have clarity, you're going to take actions, but they're not necessarily going to keep you on that direct path, on that straight line going forward. So some of the ways, one of the biggest ways I think that we can get clarity is to just take a minute, disassociate if it takes it, think about it like, okay, if I was going to answer this for my kids on behalf of my kids, you're going to be a little stronger. If you're going to do it on behalf of your best friend, sometimes you're going to be a little stronger, but do that, like take that strength and do it for yourself. No one's going to see, no one's going to know. It's like, you know, when you say some prayers in your head, like nobody can hear them, (laughs) just go ahead and answer the questions of what's going well right now. What's not going well right now? What do I want more of? And what do I want less of? Yeah. That's so important. As you were talking, I was thinking what's hard for me when I think about that sitting down and being clear is that I want a lot of things. I mean, you know, it's like I can get off track because I start chasing things that I think I want and and it gets confusing. So I think you're right. I think that's such a good point to make as a starting area. Well, Whitney, do you believe that women, especially women who work outside of the home, can have it all, but we just can't have it all at the same time? I think that's a such a loaded question, to be <laughs> honest. Like, I can't even answer it because, like, what does have it all mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's where I come back to this idea of clarity because having it all means some things to certain people and not to others. Like, hey, like, does having it all mean having a private jet? Does it mean flying first class? Does it mean flying economy and being able to book whenever you want and bring your friends with you. Like, I don't know what having it all means for someone. And so it makes it really hard for me to answer that. What I can say is because of the plethora of answers that what it means to have it all, like what do you think means to have it all are, I don't know that you can have every single thing in the whole wide world. Mm -hmm. But I do think that you can have all the things that are important to you over a period of time. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So- In the work that you're doing, you started this Savvy Working Mom after your older son was born. So tell us a little bit about like how people work with you and how it's evolved over the last couple of years and kind of like where you are right now with this business. 
Yeah. So yes, it started after my son and it started as a blog, just like taking the information that was helpful to me and the things that were working for me and putting them out there in written form. The blog turned into a podcast. The podcast turned into digital courses. And then I started doing coaching. I do a lot less coaching now just because I don't have the time. It's one of the things that fuel me the most, but I recognize that one-to-one coaching takes a lot of effort and energy and schedule matching. And so I only take on two to three clients max a quarter. But then I also offer um, the digital courses. I do paid speaking. It's turned into, and actually next month, I'm going to be starting with some VIP days. where we'll get one day fully together to map out how you can thrive in and out of the office. And I know that it's really going to allow me to create an impact in more women's lives and also allow a lot more women to really start to thrive. I'm curious, did you see a jump in activity over the last year as we know that mothers, well, first of all, virtual became such a big thing so you could work with anybody anywhere. But I know that we've seen a huge shift in working moms due to COVID and uh, work at home and remote learning. Have you seen more activity come out of that? Yes, I've seen more activity come out of it. I think there are a lot more women who are really looking to get the answer to the clarity that they need. Yeah, There are a lot more women in this moment who are like, hey, I got this jolt that kind of like opened my eyes a little bit. And I don't know that what I've been doing is the right thing that I should be doing. Yeah. So how do I figure out what's next? How do I figure out if this is the right thing, if this is the best path? And that has definitely created a lot more business for me, for sure. But I think it's also a really interesting time where corporations are starting to see this too. So interestingly, more corporations have been calling on me to say, hey, we've got a lot of women who are, we're worried about being flight risks. Wow. What can we do to help them? I hope that this trend continues. I hope that I start to see more corporations thinking about it in this way of, hey, we, we can't lose these women. And we know that part of it is just trying to manage what life is right now. And a lot of that has to do with being both a woman who works and a woman who is the primary caregiver. And we got to do something about it. So I do hope that that trend continues as we come out of, you know, hopefully as we move through this pandemic into whatever the next phase is. Yeah. I I do too. Me too. You know, we both do. (laughs) We both hope that trend (laughs) continues. That's right. You know, and, and we've talked a lot about some of the things that impact women who work outside of the home and women who are trying to advance their careers, like the broken rung, where it seems as though women kind of advance to a certain level in leadership at corporations and then get stuck. And we look at the misalignment and the gaps that happen with women in leadership and how some of those things can be solved when there's just more flexibility. And, um, you know, we had the, that conversation, Tara, with Sabrina Parsons last yes, year. That's right. And we said a lot of times some of the women Working moms kind of benefit if you win the boss lottery. That's a term that Sabrina used, yes. you know, and it depends on what your manager is like. And if you get that flexibility and to be off with your kids. So all of that to say, Whitney, the work that you're doing and kind of recognizing how each of us needs to be clear in what we want from our careers, also from our relationships, mm-hmm. also from our motherhood journey. It's so valuable and so important. So we, we just thank you for for that. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today, Whitney. If our listeners are looking to find you, I know you've got the podcast and I will say I love it. You do these great little six and eight minute snippet tips and they're great just in the car on the way to work. So thank you for that. But let our listeners know where they can find you online, social, podcast, all that good stuff. Yeah. If you Google 
The Savvy Working Mom, you will find me. So the website's The Savvy Working Mom on Instagram. I'm at The Savvy Working Mom and the podcast is The Savvy Working Mom. <laughs> I love <Easy>. the branding. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. It's, it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. So if you had anyone in our podcast family listening, you know, from around the, the globe and they're just maybe feeling stuck right now and feeling overwhelmed by, you know, the demands of working, the demands of motherhood. If you could just share with them one bit of advice talking directly to one of our listeners, what is it you would say, Whitney? Take a breath and know that this is hard. It is challenging and there is nothing wrong with you. And just because people want something from you or expect you to be a certain way doesn't mean that that's your best self. That doesn't mean that that's how you're going to add the most value to the world, to your family, to your children. And so just take a breath and look inside for how you can be your best self for the things that you need. And once you know what you need, take action on those. And the people who are going to stop you from getting the things that you need to be your best self know that they might have passed the season in your life, right? The season where they're, where they're super helpful in your life. And that's okay because ultimately we get one life and you have to make the most of that one life that you get. Yeah. Breathe, look inside, take action. It's so clear. And it was so eloquently illuminated. So thank you so much for that, Whitney. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to take like many deep breaths. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what my Apple Watch tells me all the time. Yeah. Just breathe. Just breathe. I love it. Um, so with that being said, we are going to um, say thank you so much for being generous with your time. We know you have two little ones, girl. It's okay. So Tara and I are both past that stage for right. adolescent boys. And we just have the one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, and we're not in Salt Lake City, but oh my gosh, you're getting into the beautiful weather. Do you and your family ski? Oh, no. Snowboard? No, no, no. no. <laughs> no. I don't like to be cold and I don't like to fall and I don't ski enough where it's not falling every time. So I'm much more of a lodge person. Like I'll be in the lodge. You can come find me after. I'm going to tell you where the party is. I'm going to have your hot toddy ready. We're going to be by the fire. It's going to be great. I really do enjoy my husband enjoys as a family now. The boys like the adventure uh, hiking and being outdoors. So even last weekend, we went down to Southern Utah. We we're in Bryce and Escalante. And it's like we got a forerunner. We lifted it. So it's like big tires lifted high. It's like you can go anywhere, a little like Mad Maxi. And we just like, hey, there's a path. There's a trail. Let's get off the beaten path, like literally off the beaten path onto a dirt road. And we just pull off and we drive and then we stop someplace that's beautiful and the kids play. Well, that's awesome. That's worth the move from New York just like that. (laughs) It's been a really, really nice thing to find out about us, right? We have a new passion now that we're here. That's awesome. Well, great. You take the dog along with you and that's perfect. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us and lending your voice to our conversation. Our family is so lucky to have you. And part of what we do is also making sure that each mom, no matter what they're going through, realize that none of us are alone. We're all in this journey together and all of us are just kind of hashtag doing the best we can. So thank you, Whitney. We're going to let you go to those little ones. When you are in the Dallas area, please look us up and we will go four wheeling with you. There you go. That sounds awesome. I would love to know about four wheeling places in Dallas. Oh, and here come my kids. You can probably hear them in the background. (laughs) Perfect timing. Yes, perfect timing. The life of a working mom. Perfect. (laughs) Exactly. That is wonderful. So thank you again. Thank you, ladies. Bye-bye. Whitney's parting advice to our listeners was so poignant. Like, I really, I really loved how she put that and then how you made it even more succinct. You know, take a breath, get clear, then take action. I think that's such great advice. The clarity is key. Mm. And there are so many times when 
I know I have felt like I just didn't know what I wanted, Mm. either in my career or even in how I wanted to be a mother. And if I was living other people's dreams or expectations. And in the last year, Tara, you know this because we've been on this journey together. But when I really sat and like kind of figured it out, I realized like, even though I've paid lots of money to go to law school, right? I I didn't want to be a lawyer. Yeah, I really like working in the equity ecosystem. And that's what worked for me. So writing it down, getting clarity on kind of like what I wanted to do, what was going to spark joy in Mm -hmm. my life, Mm -hmm. put me on a different career path and also put me in a space where I could really start to embrace the joy in my motherhood journey. And I can see that all over you. Like it, it just looks so good on you. I'm so happy and proud for you. You know what also looks good on me? This new hairstyle. That new hairstyle. I'm Doesn't, feeling that. So here's the problem with having an audio blog. Our podcast family cannot see the new style I'm rocking. That's right. So, and I don't know if I'm going to describe it correctly, but you've got braids and then you've got them all twisted up in a high bun mm-hmm. on top. It's very Beyonce in the house. Oh, I'm feeling gosh. it. Yes. Life made. I was just compared <laughs> to Beyonce. You could not have, girl. Tara, I got you. You gonna make me cry? <laughs> I got you. You're and rocking it. Beyonce signifies working mom. And so, no, no. So, Tara, I'm curious. Like, what is the clarity that kind of helps you get through being a working mom and everything that you've done, and kind of how you are right now at this part of your journey? You know, I'll be honest. I don't know that I'm feeling extremely clear right now. As you know, and most people don't know, I've always got a lot of things happening in my life and. I've got a few things that are winding down in the next couple of months. And this has been on my mind about needing to sit down and be very clear about not just what I want, but what I don't want. Like sometimes I get really caught up in the trying to get things that I think I want. And that's where I get bogged down. So I I think I need to do this exercise. Breathe. Oh, yeah. Breathe. Just breathe. Get clear. Yeah. Take action. That's right. I love it. It's very clear. It's very simple. But just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. No. No. So again, I, we are so thankful to Whitney for joining us and for sharing her wisdom and her time with us, especially with those two little ones. Mm-hmm. Um, when she was talking, I was just reminiscing about that time of having a little boy. Um, who's now almost 13 years old. Um, (laughs) At every stage in our journey, we're going to embrace challenges, but knowing that it's going to be okay if we reach out and connect with other mothers in our life and bringing in other women to this conversation just makes me realize we're not alone. All of us are kind of dealing with motherhood challenges and triumphs here in Dallas, there in Salt Lake City, or all over the world. So from all over the world, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for taking this time to join Tara and me in this conversation. We are so grateful to each and every one of you for taking time, for reaching out and for connecting with us. And again, we'd always love to connect with you. If you could just reach out to us on any of our social media platforms, we would love to hear from you. And Tara, where can they find us? All listening platforms. We were just recently added to iHeartRadio, so you can find us over there as well. Make sure that whatever listening platform you're on, that you hit a follow or favorite us so that you won't miss any upcoming episodes. And if you have a few minutes, we would love it if you would just hit rate and review on those apps and and let us know what you think about it. We we read every single one of those. Follow and favorites. You're my favorite, Tara. (laughs) You're my favorite. (laughs) I love it. Um, And podcast family, we love you. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back next week with another conversation. We hope you join us. Guard your health, mental, physical, and spiritual. Take good care.